The Panthers have a mascot, Sir Purr, but did you know we also have an ambassador? John Coleman has been flashing his signature smile at the west entrance at Bank of America Stadium from the very beginning. I enlisted when in the Army. That was my first experience of learning to work with peoples and becoming a people's person. Today, it's our pleasure to introduce you to the Panthers team ambassador, John Coleman. 25 seasons of Panthers football, a celebration of the players, coaches, and other people who have contributed to the organizational success. Now to Mick Mixon. Not only does our guest on the podcast today, John Coleman, have the nicest and the biggest office here at Bank of America Stadium, but he's earned it. Legendary figure, face of the Carolina Panthers, official greeter, and all-around legend, John Coleman. How are you, Mr. Coleman? Thanks for being our guest today. I'm fine, thank you, and it's an honor to be here with you, too. So when people come into the West Entrance, you're the face that they see. Your jersey's been retired. It's there on the wall right beside of you. How did you come to work for the Carolina Panthers? I had just retired from probation parole. Uh, that was the latter part of 95. I had been uh, 17 years as a probation officer, and altogether it was 21 years with the state, state of South Carolina. And uh, I retired, and a uh, gentleman by the name of Marty West, he was with the chef department. So he had retired, and they phoned a security agent, and they was doing um, part-time work with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, uh, the, the Panthers had their training camp going on in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and so uh, and uh, he's doing some subcontracting work with him. So he asked me, did I want anything to do? I said, sure, I'd be delighted to. And so we started part-time over there at, at Winthrop College, and the headquarters at that time was down in the basement. Uh, they were still working on, on this uh, stadium here. They completed it in 96. And so I got to meet President McCormick, Bill Poling. That was uh, President McCormick, very nice man. He was the president and a former football player, Bill Poland, general manager, who had been the general manager for the Buffalo Bill for a while, for a long period of time. And um, uh, got to meet them, and uh, they was traveling to Clemson during that first year. And so they was going down to Clemson, and Clemson was working on I-85, and it was a terrible time getting down there. They was playing all their home games there. And... Um, uh, uh, at that time, uh, also, Wesley Walls, and I got to see Wesley Walls come in from San Francisco. I got to see uh, Steve Berline come in from Jacksonville. And uh, our first draft choice, including Kerry Collins. And so it was, it was a fun time back in there. And uh, uh, from that point on to 1996, we came here to uh, – the stadium at the, during that open period during that first year, and uh, I was I was hired full time by Gene Brown. Gene Brown used to be with Mr. Richard during the Star Flag days when he owned all those restaurants, the Quinces, the Dennis, and the Hardys, and all those big franchises. As a matter of fact, he used to, Mr. Richard with the Fortune 500 on Wall Street, and uh, I think he sold most of those restaurants restaurants to uh, buy the team. And so Gene was the point man for all things in security that goes wrong. So Gene just flew from one part of the country to the other. And so Gene Brown retired from there and became uh, director of security for the Carolina Panthers. And so Gene Brown hired me full-time, and he eliminated Marty West and all his security staff. 
And he hired myself, and he hired another gentleman from who was with the Chester County Sheriff's Department. And uh, then he had some more policemen that he felt comfortable with to form his security company during that first year. And so uh, that first year, uh, we got to see, um, you know, I think we, uh, we had a pretty good year that first year. But I don't know if it was the first year or the second year, but we played Green Bay for the championship. And the, during that first year also, if you notice out there, you see those guardhouses out there. Those guardhouses were wooden houses for a whole year. And you had to have a drop cord from the, from the guardhouse into the stadium to get heat during the wintertime. So that was an extraordinary period because you watched a new stadium with old guard, old wooden guardhouse with a drop cord running into the stadium like out there to keep you warm in the wintertime. You've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I, I watched that transition. The second year the Panthers had had the, the the year that you refer to, and tons of excitement around here, Mr. Coleman. You're known for uh, an effervescent personality. You have this way of making people feel warmly toward you and toward mm-hmm. the Panthers. People generally fall into two categories: those who love you and those who have not met you yet. Yes. From where in your background does this come? Well. I think it's my upbringing by my grandmother, and also uh, I went in the military. That's getting off. I grew up on the farm, and one way to get away from the farm was to get away from down here where the farm was. I didn't want to work in the textile mill. Matter of fact, my whole senior class left within 30 years, 30 days of that year that we graduated in 1960. The entire senior class left because during that period of time. It was no integration, and we wanted to go north where we could have a better life. They're doing the Martin Luther King generation. And we went north, and some of us stayed 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. I had just recently had a school reunion. We came back. We had, now we have school reunion every two years instead of every five or ten years. And so uh, during that period of time, I left and went north, and I, my mom and dad separated when I was two, so my grandparents raised me. So I stayed up there, about, I think it was two years, and then I went in the Army and stayed 10. And so I went in, I enlisted and went in the Army. That was during the Vietnam campaign. And at that time, I went into the medical corps. The doctor always told us that we didn't have a problem. The patient has the problem. You can go out and get drunk and do all these different things. You're going to be held accountable. So you learn to love people and work with people. That was my first experience of learning to work with peoples and becoming a people's person. My second experience when I got out and I went to junior college and then I went to Wentham College, uh, majoring in, in criminal justice, sociology, and social work. Well, I became a probation officer working with peoples again. So I had to be a people's person because people, you know, if you're dealing with clients, they got all kinds of problems. And so I'm a people's person again, but it, it, it was part of my makeup. It was part of my being at that time. And then uh, after that, after I retired from that, I came here, and uh, here's just a natural thing. Is it true that people have been fired around here? By the way, we're talking to the legendary John Coleman. He's been out front, a huge part of the Panthers organization ever since before day one. Is it true that people have been fired around here for not being as nice to you as ownership thought they should be? I've heard that. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard that. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I should elaborate that. <laughs> Go ahead, and we'll be the judge of whether it gets on the podcast or uh, not. Yeah, well, I, I've heard some people uh, didn't, especially during Mr. Richardson's reign, if he didn't think I was treated nice, and uh, he'd take care of it. If he heard about it and he, he had some validity that, that it was actually facts. That speaks well of of the, the currency in which you trade around here. Mr. Coleman, you're obviously a huge part of the history, the legacy of the, the brand of the Carolina Panthers. Do you feel like the Panthers are a big part of who you have become? Yes, yes, because uh, uh, I consider the growth, uh, the way they treat people, and uh, – they always pulled out the welcome wagon. Uh, when I was in the the whole extended time I've been at the West Entry, uh, Mr. Richardson always wanted me to treat people like I wanted to be treated. And so uh, I, well, I went above and beyond the call of duty uh, to treat people with the utmost respect, and I've received that since I've been here. And... Uh, I've I've seen where the Carolina Panther, as an organization, try to do the same thing. Try to do it the right way. Yes. Two last questions for John Coleman on the podcast. How have how are you getting on with our new owner, Mr. David Tepper, so far? Great, great. As soon as Mr. Tepper came in, he uh, seen me, and he had his entourage with him. He said, uh, "That's who I that's who I'm here to see. I'm here to see that man right there." And um, he came in and. Well, naturally, they looked at each other. They didn't know what he's talking about. And so uh, he came in and greeted me and so forth and on. And as he got ready to leave, he wanted to know, did I have any business cards? I said, no, I don't have any business cards, Mr. Tepper. And uh, one of his top aides said, Mr. Coleman, he's talking about business cards. That's the kind of cards he's talking about. He said, well, I tell you what, if I get this team and when I get this team, I'm going to make sure you got some business cards. And so he lived up to his word, and he came in. He made me the ambassador of the team and gave me some business card and had them printed up and so forth and all. And uh, uh, he always greets me when he comes in and spends time with me. Uh, he's, he's a people's person also. How does yeah. it make you feel to have a business card that says well, team ambassador on it? Well, it, it, that's a great feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling because it, it, it makes me feel that I belong. Oh, you do. You yeah. made people. You make people feel like they belong. Yeah. So you know you must. Last thing for uh, John Coleman. It's an honor to talk to you. Uh, how many birthdays you had? Seventy-six. I was seven. I was born August of seven, nineteen forty-three, and I'm seventy-six years old. How much longer can we plan on you being out at that at that west entrance, brightening everyone's day? Well, I told. I need to know this because when you go, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told Mr. Tepper. He he asked me that question also. And so I told Mr. Tepper, I said, Mr. Tepper, I plan on, I've told uh, my supervisor and the ones that's responsible that uh, I plan on going through 2020. I say, unless I can wait two days a week, I think my wife could deal with that. And because uh, the new headquarters is going to be in Rockville. So he's where you live. Where I live. Yes. You live down there with Pookie number one, right? Yes, yes. And that. she calls you Boo. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so uh you know, that was on a Thursday. He was leaving, he said, 
Well, anything can be possible, Mr. Coleman. Anything possible. Anything possible. So that money he came back in, he said, Mr. Coleman, I discussed this and I thought it over. We can. He came in with Mark Hartz. And he said, yeah, Mr. Coleman, we definitely going to need you in Rock Hill. You can, you definitely, you can put that down on those two days. And also he said at the same time, he said, Mr. Coleman, he said, well, no, something else. He said, now, you, we're not going to let you off that evening. He said, now, if you die in that chair, we're going to prop you up right here at your desk. <laughs> oh, man, there'll be a statue to you someday. You never know. So I, I found him very pleasant to work with. That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, this is the only man, John Coleman, who's shrewdly and successfully negotiated with the owner of the Panthers, David Tepper, and got exactly what he wanted out of the deal. Thanks for being on the show, and thanks for all the joy you bring to people's lives around here, J.C. My pleasure. Thank you, Austin. We'll continue our historical perspective of the first quarter century of Panther football next time right here on the podcast.